0: Listening to the Alan Carter Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to the program. How do you feel about yourself today? What are you thinking? It's Friday end of the week. You probably feel pretty good.
2: Pissed off at myself.
1: Unless you're Justin Trudeau. Who is speaking to the press right now, again, continuing his apology tour because he is, if we recall,
2: pissed off at myself.
1: uh, He was walking along the Danforth just a few moments ago, a little photo op. And I can tell you that there were some heckles. There were a couple of, hey, Mr. Blackfaces," but there was also uh, encouragement. And of course, a number of people wanting selfies, always with the selfies. So how is the apology playing? We're going to discuss that this hour. We are also going to talk about the nature of apologies. And we're going to look at further the reaction and what really the reaction has been, because I think I've been surprised by it. And I think as we sort of move away from the initial shock of seeing those photos to sort of analyzing what it means, what it means to have done something 20 years ago, what is the nature of apology? and What does this really mean in terms of politics and in terms of our society? And we're going to talk about some of that today. But Justin Trudeau, as I mentioned, was on the Danforth. And then what he's trying to do, of course, is turn the page a little bit. And to do that, he made an announcement about gun control today. And here is his
2: main pitch. Thoughts and prayers are just not going to cut it. The choice could not be clearer. Liberals are for tougher gun laws. Conservatives are for weaker gun laws. That's...
1: So that is a central pitch today from Justin Trudeau. And what will be interesting is as we watch the sort of the dust settle throughout the course of day this today, which is day 20... Election Day 20, or the 20th, rather, of September. Uh, and uh, th- this is, what we're going to see is, how much play does that get? Or, does this get the bigger play? This is Mr. Trudeau's answer to David Aiken asking about that video obtained exclusively by Global News. You know the one, the third instant, the one that Mr. Trudeau did not disclose initially and then said that he hadn't remembered it at all. Here is his explanation about what was going on when he painted his face black and donned that wig.
2: It was a uh, costume day for river guides on uh, on the uh, on the on the whitewater rafting uh, uh, in the whitewater rafting operation that I uh, that I worked at in the summer of between '92 and '94, roughly.
1: So when he was working as a whitewater uh, whitewater rafting instructor in the mid '90s, and does that change anything? Probably not. But let's talk about an apology. And I'm going here to something called mindtools.com, Who, and this is a, one of these websites that helps you learn how to apologize. How do you apologize? What, what is an apology? And it has two key elements, at least according to mindtools.com. And one, it shows your remorse over your actions. It shows that you have remorse. And two, it acknowledges the hurt that your actions have caused to someone else. And we all perhaps need to learn how to apologize better, especially in this country where saying sorry is just a kind of a one-off. It's just kind of a, you know, it's something we just say in terms of breathing in and breathing out, sorry about that. So how do we apologize? And if those are the two elements that make up a successful apology... Has Justin Trudeau nailed that? Has he nailed the apology by, A, showing remorse, and B, acknowledging the hurt that your actions have caused to someone else? I think on both points, I think Mr. Trudeau has been strong. I think he has effectively done that. Now, here's the question that will continue to dog Mr. Trudeau. How many more photos will there be if you couldn't remember the one on the whitewater rafting trip? And obviously you have expressed already that you have perhaps more enthusiasm for costumes than you would like. Here's Mr. Trudeau yesterday answering this question. How many more of these are there?
3: Have you since been made aware or remembered of other instances? And if so, how many? Uh,
2: I I think um, it is... Obvious that that this is something that uh, was deeply regrettable. I am wary of of, uh, being definitive about this. I think that would be wise,
1: being wary about being definitive. All of this, of course, is just everybody's got an opinion. Obviously, everybody's got a thought about what this means. What does it mean according to the former leader of the Liberal Party, Michael Ignatieff? You know, he didn't come back for you, but here he's got this to say.
0: Well, it's dumb and it's damaging and he's going to have to dig himself out. And I have no idea whether he can. It's a serious business, serious mistake.
1: That is Michael Ignatieff reacting to the blackface situation it's dumb it's serious and he doesn't know whether or not he can dig himself out you know anybody got a joke about this anybody bueller bueller colbert
0: a photo has emerged of trudeau wearing brown face at a party this is pretty bad and i just want to say it's not us this time suck it canada Now,
1: let's go on to Mr. Myers. Mr. Myers, any jokes for you about what's going on north of the border?
0: Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is facing criticism after a photo from 2001 surfaced in which he is wearing brown face. I'm not going to show you the picture because it's really bad. It's so bad that Canadians traveling in Europe are going to start telling people they're American.
1: Ah, uh, the old Canadian flag on the backpack joke. That's good. I'm disappointed that I don't think any... We're going to go through all of them, but so far, no maple syrup jokes and no poutine. And by the way, can we just... After all of this, Mr. Trudeau, can we just not buy poutine for any more
0: members of the press? Let's just leave that
1: behind for sure.
0: Conan, what do you got? Big scandal up in Canada. New photos have surfaced of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in blackface. Yeah. Yeah. As a result Trudeau has been dropped from the cast of Sorry Net Live. He's gone.
1: <laughs> oh snap. What do we got? We got one more, little Trevor Noah. How about Trevor Noah? This is a perspective I'd like to hear. Go.
4: This is not good, man. <laughs> Cuz you realize what happened here? Trudeau came out to apologize for one blackface and ended up admitting to more. He's like I did brownface for Aladdin and I did blackface when I sang the song Dale and now, if you'll excuse me, daylight's coming and me want to go home.
1: That is a wrap-up of some of the late-night jokes at the expense of Mr. Trudeau, who is, after all...
2: I'm pissed off at myself.
1: So, how does this all play out in terms of what's happening with the electorate? I think I was surprised yesterday by what I heard from a number of quarters. First of all... From those who you would consider center-right, those that are opposed to Mr. Trudeau, opposed to his policies, yes, there were criticisms, but on this radio program, we had people come on here, and to a caller, they said that what happened in the past, that long ago, that it should not be reflective of today. So that there is an equal application of this, and I think there's a frustration on the right side of the spectrum, that if it was Andrew Scheer or if it was a right-of-center candidate that had done this, that it would be over, it would be done. And that the progressives who are saying, well, you know, 20 years ago it's not reflective of who the man is or the policies he has presented, that that would not be equally applied to the right side of the spectrum. And I think we all know that to be absolutely the case. Coming up on the radio program, Mike Schreiner is with us, the leader of the Ontario Green Party, his perspective on the blackface situation. Plus, where has Elizabeth May been? Have you noticed she has been absolutely absent from this national conversation? Remember at the beginning of the campaign, Elizabeth May was going to eat Jug Meat Singh's lunch? That has not been the case. More on that, and we're going to take you to the 905 as well for a closer look at what the new Canadian vote is going to do, or is saying at least. We went to speak to people of color, specifically in vote-rich Mississauga. What did they have to say? Fascinating responses. Coming up on the Alan Carter Radio Program, this is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. <laughs> What does the blackface scandal with Justin Trudeau mean for Canada standing in the world, and what does it mean for the Prime Minister's ability to craft and maintain relationships with world leaders, especially if he once again does win the election on October 21st, and then he has to go back out into the world, and that image has been tarnished. This from the New York Times, a calibrated image of Justin Trudeau suffered a major blow this week when photos in a video emerged the Prime Minister dressing up in blackface and brownface in the early 1990s and in 2001. With Canadians heading to the polls, the revelations have rocked Mr. Trudeau's re-election campaign, reinforcing a narrative that has dogged him through his political career that he isn't really who he presents himself to be. That is from the New York Times. Reggie Cicchini is a global national producer and joins me on the line with more on the international reaction to the Trudeau scandal. Hi, Reggie. Good afternoon. What has been overall in terms of reaction from the press?
3: well look the, the the conversation about justin trudeau uh you know being seen in photos with blackface it's not quite the blackface conversation uh that is you know being sparked up in the media because this is something that's been you know that was discussed decades ago uh it's the entire conversation is is based around look that the identity of justin trudeau as americans knew him at least uh as the kind of pretty boy next door who wore great socks who has great hair who was bff with uh barack obama has changed and and the There's a conversation now saying, well, look, maybe there was more to the prime minister than just looks. And that's how you're kind of hearing the conversation from uh, American journalists, from the pundits that are on these stories right now, from some of the people that they're talking to on the street, that it's the boy next door, but it's really not the boy that we thought we knew next door.
1: This must be delighting the president in some ways, who often is compared unfavorably to Trudeau by the left press in the United States.
3: Well, I mean, he was asked about it today during a a spray in the Oval Office. And, you know, his his words were, I'm surprised. I was surprised that there were uh, a couple of instances where this actually happened. But then he went on to say, I've always had a good relationship with Justin. So, I mean, this is the president who's kind of, uh, you know, conflating his actual relationship with Justin Trudeau and what he said about him in the past by thinking that they're actually good friends with each other. But, you know, in in the eyes of the president, you know, does it actually impact him potentially? Because now people might say, well, look, we tried to say that we wanted Justin Trudeau to our, pr- our president down here a couple of years ago maybe that's not the case and and maybe the president's just going to roll with this and say look maybe I'm doing better than him now
1: reggie internationally Justin Trudeau has been representative of a progressive vote and a progressive bloc in terms of world leaders can he still be that in light of these revelations
3: I think that it's going to be a uh, challenge for him to go forward on the world stage and try to uh, have these conversations about uh, being inclusive uh, uh, when it comes to no matter what leader he's talking to, no matter what the topic is, I think that's going to be something that weighs heavily uh, on the world leaders that he's having a conversation with and on the populations of these countries who have always seen Justin Trudeau as this kind of leader uh, of the western world who's trying to advance uh, you know, a social agenda that, that is is more uh you know round and, and incorporates everybody and i think this is going to be a difficult conversation for him to get through if he can get through uh the election at home knowing full well that this is going to weigh on the minds of voters when they head into the into the uh into the voting stations next month
1: reggie i believe we have this uh, it was uh, Justin just just a little while ago just a short while ago was asked specifically about trump's reaction and whether or not these revelations will damage his ability on the international stage his, here's the prime minister's response
3: U.S. President Donald Trump has uh, said this morning that he was surprised to see images of you uh, wearing blackface and particularly at the number of times uh, that you wore it. What kind of an impact do you think that this is going to have on your international reputation and how do you think it will affect your credibility as a world leader?
2: My focus is on Canadians who face discrimination every day. Canadians who are racialized, uh, who live with intolerance and marginalization as uh, part of their daily experience, who I hurt, people who, uh, in many cases, considered me to be an ally, uh, who are uh, deeply hurt by the terrible choice choices I made many years ago. Uh, I apologize deeply to them, and I will focus on continuing what I have uh, tried to do as a leader, which is always stand against racism and discrimination at home and on the world stage
1: that is Justin Trudeau speaking about a half an hour ago in Toronto talking about the impact on international relations and his ability to conduct international affairs Reggie Cicchini is with us on the line from Washington and Reggie I'm wondering how much play the apology is getting as opposed to the actual shocking photos
3: Well, look, the apology might work for what he needs to do at home for his election, uh, for the campaign and for, for, you know, maintaining his status as prime minister. But I think the words are going to ring hollow uh, around the world. Look, I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine in the office not 15 minutes before you and I started talking. She's African-American and and she was a big Trump proponent. And I said, you know, does this make you think differently of him? And she said, absolutely. This was somebody that I really liked. This is somebody that I liked listening to. This is somebody that I liked, uh, you know, when he was having interactions with with uh, with foreign leaders or with President Trump, you know, he, he seemed like somebody who was able to kind of push, turn the page and, and get things done. And this makes me think differently of him. And this makes me, you know, realize that there's probably more to him than I had ever saw. So I think that while the pre, uh, while the Prime Minister is sitting there saying, look, I'm sorry, these were things that, we sh- that I should have known better. These are conversations that have happened around the world a long time ago. And people are saying, yeah, you absolutely should have known better. How can we trust you going forward if you can't even take the most basic understandings uh, of human decency uh, you know, with you when you're when you're on the road doing things.
1: Reggie Cicchini is a Washington producer with Global National. Thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you. Let's get the perspective from Ontario and specifically from the Ontario Greens. And Mike Schreiner is my guest this weekend on Focus Ontario, and he joined me recently from the University of Guelph. Mike, let me begin with the issue that is dominating the campaign your assessment of the photos of Mr. Trudeau, what it means for the country and what it means for the campaign.
5: Well, and first of all, it's a pleasure to be on today. Uh, I mean, those photos are unequivocally racist in nature, and it really highlights for me how much more this country has to do to address systemic racism. You know, my biggest concern right now really is, is um, how these painful photos are affecting people of color. And I think it's so critically important that we listen to people of color. And as we address the systemic racism that exists in our country, that it's led by people of color. And those of us who are in you know, positions of political leadership are there as allies and supporters as we address these issues. What impact do you what think impact? it will have on the vote? You know, Alan, to be honest with you, I'm less concerned about the impact it's having on the election and more concerned about the impact it's having on people. And you know, let's not make this an isolated individual conversation about one person. I want to see this opened up to be a society-wide conversation about how we all together as Canadians address systemic racism. The federal Green Party
1: platform calls for a 100% switch to renewable energy by 2030. Is that truly achievable? And if it is, what does it mean for energy workers in this country? There are 270,000 people employed in that industry in this nation.
5: Alan, it's doable. And what it means for energy workers is more jobs. Every dollar invested in clean energy creates seven times more jobs than the same dollar invested in the oil and gas sector. Already in Canada, more people work in the clean energy sector sector than work in the oil sands. So the transition to a clean economy is not only about addressing the climate crisis, but it's also about addressing, um, ensuring that we have good, meaningful jobs jobs for people. And so it's an important economic issue as well. Why should Canadians that might be
1: dissatisfied with Mr. Trudeau and unwilling to embrace Mr. Scheer, why should they put the vote with Elizabeth May as opposed to Jugmeet Singh?
5: Well, Alan, you know, what we're seeing all across the country is elected Greens are delivering a new way of doing politics. You know, a decade ago, people said there's no way you're going to elect a Green in Canada. Now you have Greens elected across the country. And when people elect Greens, they like what they see. And it's really about doing politics differently. It's about putting people before party. It's about putting principle before power. It's about honest, ethical government. That's what elected Greens are delivering that's what elizabeth may has done in ottawa that's what the green party platform promises
1: in terms of ontario issues it appears that the education sector is on a collision course for some kind of labor disruption if that happens and we come to a point where there's back to work legislation how will you vote
5: well alan i will be supporting teachers and educators Because the bottom line is right now, uh, teachers, education support staff, they're standing up for kids and they're standing up for high quality education. The cuts we've already seen the Ford government implementing in our classrooms is having a negative effect on students. I've talked to students who can't get the courses they need uh, to graduate. I've talked to others that have talked about rising levels of violence and disruption in the classroom because our classrooms are understaffed. We need to be investing in public education, supporting students and supporting educators. But the question is, if there is labor disruption and kids are out of class and something must be done,
1: would you oppose back-to-work legislation?
5: Well, right now, I believe that we should let the negotiations run their course. Um, I opposed the McGuinty government's back-to-work legislation um, a few years ago. And um, I'm reluctant to uh, support back-to-work legislation for teachers when those teachers are standing up for high-quality education are standing up for kids, are standing up to ensure that we have a world-class public education system. So my message to Premier Ford and the government is, you know what, let's invest in education. Let's stop cutting education, because that's what our kids need to be successful in a 21st century economy. Mike Schreiner
1: is the leader of the Ontario Green Party and joined us from the University of Guelph. Mike, thank you so much for being on Focus. Alan, it's a pleasure. And you can watch Focus Ontario this weekend, 5.30 on Saturday, Sunday at 11.30 following the West Block. We are going to dig into, obviously, the major situation on the federal campaign trail, but also look at what happened at the international plowing match this week with uh, Doug Ford there and his comments about stickers. They're not sticking. They're, it's a tacky situation. They're, it's more tacky than sticky, really. Wait, I just, I'm just—I'm just, I'm just going to keep licking that—that that joke until it sticks. That's what I'm going to do. Welcome back to the program. Some of the uh, news stories making news and uh, just things that I've noticed around the world that I think we need to keep our eye on. U.S. President Donald Trump now saying his administration is imposing the most restrictive sanctions ever against Iran following last weekend's attack on Saudi oil facilities, which the administration has blamed on the Islamic Republic. Here is how you do a soundbite.
5: It's too bad what's happening with Iran. It's going to hell.
1: There you go. I don't know. Anything else? I don't think that sums it up. Trump has uh, been stepping up financial sanctions on Iran in the wake of attacks on those key Saudi oil installations. Iran continues to deny being involved, but it, and its foreign minister says that any retaliatory strike on it by the U.S. or Saudi will result in, quote, an all-out war. In provincial politics, Ontario's Provincial Liberal Caucus will soon now drop to five after one of its members won the nomination to run for an Ottawa seat in next month's federal election.
2: Marie-France
3: Lalonde was nominated as the federal Liberal candidate for Orléans, the same riding she holds provincially. A spokeswoman says Lalonde is resigning from the provincial legislature, meaning the Ontario Liberals will soon number just five. The party went from a majority of seats to just seven, not enough for official party status, in last year's election. Liberal Natalie DeRosier also left her Ottawa Vanier seat this summer. Two provincial by-elections for the Ottawa ridings will now have to be called. Alison Jones, the Canadian Press.
1: Remember when it was cute to refer to them as the minivan party? And now they're like, well, the minivan's too big, we got to get rid of this. You know, I'll get one of those Mini Coopers, maybe. Maybe that's what we need. Apple is rolling out its new iPhone 11 and Apple Watch today. Of course, there's a new Apple Watch today. You know why there's a new Apple Watch today? Because I got an Apple Watch a month ago. And so the new one, if you have one of these newfangled thingamajiggers, the new one has an always-on face. So... I somehow, I got the thing, I think, I, I don't, I like it, but here's the thing, I constantly look at it, and I'm like, I can't see the time, I gotta, now I gotta look at it again, and, and so of course, the moment I get it, it's obsolete, because there's a new one, but here's the thing, have you noticed, no lineups, why is that?
4: It used to be that as soon as a new iPhone came out, people rushed to the stores to get it. And now, as technology has improved so much over time, it starts to feel a lot more incremental when you get a new iPhone.
1: The new iPhone 11 features multiple camera lenses and an extended battery life. And as I mentioned, the Apple Watch Series 5 has an always-on display. What time is it? I think it's time to get sad. Oh, the saddest stamp ever. Now available in Canada. Now I've heard there was a secret Canada Post is set to honor the late singer Leonard Cohen with a new set of stamps. The 3 cents stamp will be distinct design celebrating the life and work of the beloved Montreal-born artist. It goes like... Ah, yes. They're going to produce four million of these things. Each one will make you sadder than the previous one. Welcome to Canada. Our stamps are sticky and sad. I want to take you to Mississauga now and an interesting story by our reporter, Mark Carcassol, who went out in the wake of the blackface scandal and talked to voters, many of them visible minorities, many of them people of color. Listen here to the response and then ask yourself, how is this scandal really going to play out when it comes to voting time?
4: after at least three revealed instances of justin trudeau wearing brown or black face at various events over the years his brand is taking a beating from opponents on the campaign trail but in some 905 regions where october's election is expected to be tight we're not finding much of the same anger amongst voters
3: i think it's quite commendable that if someone realizes that what he's done knowingly or unknowingly is causing people pain or concern i think it's a very positive message to take responsibility for your actions
4: in Mississauga voters we speak to say the apology and the length of time since do help Trudeau's case you know we can't really let the past haunt us in the present right we have to be willing to forgive but never forget kind of thing you know he's apologized for it. you know he regrets it. and once again something that's 20 years old people change over 20 years it's like can't hold someone down for something that 20 years ago, you know. Even on social media, where issues like this tend to get inflamed, many are willing to accept the Liberal leader's apology. In Markham, Wednesday night was a stunner.
3: Uh, the, The initial reaction was, I guess, a wow, or, you know, you're a bit surprised by that. But voters
4: we speak to there say when it comes to going to the ballot box next month, the latest controversy surrounding Trudeau won't be a huge factor in their decision.
6: Well, that's 18 years ago. I think these are the sort of issues the politician they bring up and that's common in every, every elections and it's nothing to do with the policy I think.
2: What happened 20 years ago was done in context 20 years ago and again this is just somebody trying to dig up something to undermine him personally.
4: Same goes for voters Global News met in Milton. It's a big deal in the end, you know, so.
2: You don't believe he's racist?
4: I don't believe so, no. I think people still vote for him, right? You know. Of course, this doesn't mean the liberals are clear in Milton. The riding is historically a Tory stronghold, and there are still those who feel Trudeau blew his chance there. But the only way to know for sure is seeing the results on election night. That
1: is Mark Carcassol who filed that report, spoke to many people of color in those areas. And what I find interesting, and this is often true in these kind of scandals, is that sometimes it just takes a while for public opinion to change. And it, it it may change. The hammering that Mr. Trudeau will take over the next couple of weeks may change that narrative. And it is equally true that the opposite may happen, that simply people will just say, as we go on and continue to talk about other issues that are far more important to Canadians, that they will just say this is something that is not going to influence my vote one way or the other. I will choose who I vote for because of different reasons, not this one. Welcome back to the program. I don't know if you know this, but that Area 51 thing is underway. Uh, did, you, did you miss it? Are you, are you upset that you didn't get a chance to go?
2: pissed off at myself.
1: Pardon me, Prime Minister? I'm pissed
2: off at myself.
1: That's all right. It's okay. We will take you right now to Area 51, where it turns out not that many people are showing up.
3: Winston is here with his wife wearing alien t-shirts. He says he thought alien stock would be a bigger deal with all the hype that millions might show up. We
1: were expecting probably a 100 times what's going on
3: right now. And with a crowd smaller than he was expecting, he says... I
1: feel sorry for these guys. they paid their... Tuitions to get in months ago, and they drove all the way from Missouri and from Texas.
3: But all night long, RVs were pulling in as a crowd here grows. Alex Stone, ABC News, near Area 51 in Rachel, Nevada.
1: So, this thing that started as a kind of an online joke is actually happening. People are showing up, although not nearly as many as we thought. Stu Bundy is a senior advisor at Mutual UFO Network Canada and joins me on the line. Hi, Stu. Alan, how are you? I'm good. What is Mutual UFO Network Canada? Uh,
0: Well, what we do is uh, we're all volunteers. Uh, We are trained as investigators, and we uh, investigate uh, UFO sightings.
1: Why are you not at Area 51 right now?
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, I've been there twice before. last time I was there, it was 109 degrees outside. I'm I'm not going back. Um, What I can tell you, though, is... um, a lot of the, a lot of the people are arriving today uh, even though the two million people signed up online they're expecting between you know twenty and thirty thousand total which is which is totally ridiculous because the only thing there is this little greasy spoon called the little alien I um, mean they got cold beer, but the burgers are, are are literally greasy um but it is it does have uh, air conditioning um, so that is one good thing
1: is everybody just hoping they're gonna get probed? is that why everybody's going? <laughs>
0: No, but uh, well, maybe, maybe some of them. Uh, but um, you know, I've been following and monitoring the, the the feeds and the you know the YouTube live channels. Uh, and so, what's been happening is it's it's really young people. They're going up there for a party. They're they're dressed in costumes and, and and again, like some of the officials had warned, you know, people, this is not a party. This is the harsh desert. There were literally shots of people shivering uh, in flip flops, and it is it was almost zero degrees now. Now, it's going to get really hot during the day, but it does get cold. Um, they thought there would be a huge, massive party, and, and there, there will be a party, but it's not going to be at the scale that most people thought because the original uh, Storming Area 51 um, event um, got moved down to Las Vegas. It was called Alien Stock, but they still are going to have a couple bands up there, and there is another event 30 miles down the road on the Extraterrestrial Highway, um, that is expecting about 15,000 people. That's the safe one. It's called Storming Area 51 Base Camp. Uh, and we have uh, one of our uh, MUFON investigators there. Uh, he's uh, volunteering at this event, so he's going to give us some live updates uh, later on during the day. We're having, a, we're having our own Area 51 Storming Area 51 party at the, uh, the Toronto Airport Marriott tonight. But the only thing we're storming is the hotel bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, 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 mean, this is, I mean, this is all kind of kitschy joke. Does that bother you, Stu?
0: Um, no, it doesn't, because, you know, P.T. Barnum, right? It, uh, there is no such thing as bad publicity. What this means is we're having fun with it. In fact, we have a very serious conference that we're running Saturday and Sunday at the airport Marriott. We're bringing in um, uh, experts from all over the world on alien abductions, uh, Area 51, uh, what the government knows is not telling us. So it's a very serious conference, but we're going to have some fun the night before before the serious stuff uh, gets started. All right,
1: only, only consensual <laughs> probing, please, if you don't mind. <laughs> Stu Bundy is Senior Advisor at Mutual UFO Network Canada. All right, thank All right. you for being on the program. You're welcome. Enthusiastic and ongoing consent. Let's talk about... Uh, Something's going on in the world of entertainment. And for that, I am pleased to welcome to the program Mira Estrada, host and producer of Cultured, which airs right here on this radio station, Saturdays at 8. Thanks so much for being here.
6: Thanks, Alan. So should we talk some Drake and Celine?
1: Yeah. So Celine Dion says, Drake, do not tattoo my face on your body. Why?
6: Well, she says it likely will not age well. (laughs) <laughs> Which so Drake has a penchant he he likes to have his muses on his body. Apparently, he has two tattoos of Shade on his torso, and he wants to add Celine to the collection. You know, he's a big fan, mm-hmm. and she has said, "Please, Drake, I love you very much. Do not do that."
1: That would be the sweetest taboo if he was to.
6: <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yes. Um, but she, so she says that as he ages, her face is going to get droopy.
6: It, she said it will go longer and it will not go prettier. <laughs> These are Celine's words, not yeah. mine.
1: I love Celine Dion. I do. Telling I it like it. She really does, yeah. doesn't she? Uh, we had you on the program a little later, a little early on in the week to talk about Lily Singh, her first week. What yes. did you make of it?
6: Um, so, as a, as a Scarborough girl, as yeah. a South Asian woman, I mean, I had so many feelings, like I was so all the feelings, all the feelings. Right. Um, and it was a big, like this was supposed to be the week of Lily. Like I was so excited mm-hmm. about it. Um, um, this was the real Brown face was this making was, like, you sure. Know?
1: This, was, yeah, this it's was just not a costume. Yeah. It's her. It
6: was her. Um, and it was very exciting. And I was very excited that her first guest was, um, Mindy Kaling it was Mindy Kaling. And, that was very specific that she chose another South Asian woman mm. to celebrate as well. And even in the first week alone, she's had Kenan Thompson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Chelsea Hamlet. Like, those have been very. Sp-
1: but is it funny?
6: It, the sketches I am enjoying, <laughs> yes. So this is the thing. I mean, everybody, every show, the greatest of the greatest shows, it's like uh-huh. it takes some time, like to.
1: Don't I know it?
6: Right. Come on, Alan, like we right it takes uh-huh. the time to so get in the groove, so
1: it it it's looking for it hasn't found its feet yet yeah there I
6: mean, yes, there's some glitches, but I have high, high hopes
1: All right, I want to skip ahead to a couple of quick movies that are coming up. I want to play this for you Rambo Last Blood opens today. who keeps giving Sylvester Stallone movie deals? all these years I've kept my secrets.
2: But the time has come to face my past.
1: That is the trailer we're <laughs> listening to here for Rambo: Last Blood. What do you make of this?
6: Um, I might skip this really? one. I,
1: does anybody? is anybody going to I don't see know this? this Non-ironically, so <laughs> like, like I would see this for comedy yes. value only.
6: Yes. Um, there is something that you want to see though. Add Astra. Yes. It is getting. Phenomenal reviews. Um, This is
1: the Bradley Pitt movie?
6: Yes. Bradley Pitt.
1: Well, we're on a first name
4: basis.
1: (sighs) Me and Bradley. Uh, Would you go see this one? Would you go see a movie about Downton Abbey?
4: She is a scheming scheming little little minx. What piffle you talk?
1: (gasps) Airman. There is no need to argue. Is that blackface? I tell you what. (laughs) Uh, Would you go to see that? Would you pay good money?
6: I've had enough of the Crawley family. I think I'm, I'm done with them. What I would do, I would go see Hustlers. I know it was last Ooh. week came out, but it is going strong and I cannot say enough about this. This is JLo's time for her Oscar. If you, you have, think this
1: is, yeah, J- uh, it's getting great buzz out of I the am, TIFF.
6: I am telling you. It's good. Yes. And I had a great face to face with her at TIFF as well on the red carpet. Go see this one.
1: What What's Lo like face to face?
6: So I was blown away because she is just as not just as beautiful, but just as kind and lovely. Like she did the full press line and gave everybody that time. And I think because she knows that this is her time,
1: right? So yeah. she's she's making the most of it. Mm-hmm. Mira Estrada is the host of Cultured, which airs eight p.m. Saturdays right here on this radio station. Thank you so much for being on the program.
6: Thank you.